my job on this This is the Expedition Podcast. It's a journey, y'all. You want to start over? No. No. Always hold a special place in my heart. Onward ho. True. No. <laughs> You're right. Romance isn't dead. <laughs> on an expedition of discovery. Welcome to the Expedition Podcast. It's Hamilton, y'all. Act two. Act two. We're back from intermission. <laughs> it was a really long intermission. <laughs> well, technically it won't be because this will actually just be published week back to back. It was just a long start. So we in real life had a long intermission. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a winter ice storm <laughs> yeah are y'all uh, how'd y'all make it through frostbite are we good still a little I'm chilly good. i think y'all were worse yeah. off worse off than i was yeah you never lost power or anything did you not Mm-mm, no we were very lucky and fortunate to not so but Who y'all not so much heat for granted again that's so crazy. I can't believe it got down to like the 20s in some people's houses. We got at one night, it was um, like 17 degrees here. And it's, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever had it be 17 degrees. Even when it, we snowed. It was snowed. 19 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I lived in Nebraska for three years. So unfortunately, I can't say the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference, though? You've experienced that cold and this cold. Is there is there a difference? I don't know. But did y'all... I, I really don't know. Like, I'm cold and I can't gauge it past from that. You know, like... <laughs> Pretty it's much, just cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cold either but way. Did y'all notice when it turned to be around, like, 50 degrees, it felt so warm and beautiful outside? Yes. yes. I walked out in, like, short sleeves. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. See, that's yeah. what I remember from my time in Nebraska is... I'd spend Christmas break here with y'all, and in Nebraska, it'd be like 17 degrees, right? So when I come here, I could just wear a t-shirt, and my parents thought it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, if I was you going back and forth, I would have been sick constantly. Oh. Uh, Constant It was just sickness. a pain packing, because like, I didn't know what to wear to the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to a different climate. Anyway, yeah. this is... Besides the point, <laughs> it was a big, it was a big, um, momentous moment in our it lives. Was. That's true. What it was. That's true. It was history. Of, people keep saying, people keep saying, I'm tired of living through historical moments, <laughs> historical <Seriously>. events. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it. Um, all right, let's get into it. Hamilton Act Two. So I'm curious, Brianna, what what do you the vibe from the first act? to the vibe to the second act. What do you think and how do you feel about it? Okay, so the first half of the musical, I was feeling very uplifted, very hopeful. And then after the break, I just progressively liked Hamilton less. Less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty right? much. It gets so gross. Kind of yeah. goes downhill for him. I always describe it as like he perfectly encapsulated what a like the – Act one is like your teenage young 20s when you're just pumped about everything and everything's possible and things are just flowing really 
you know, crazy and you got that energy. And then act two is like, oh, I'm an adult. I have responsibilities. Things are hard. (laughs) Life is struggles. (laughs) That's what it feels like of watching it to me. Oh, no, it brings it down. Like, I I think every 12 minutes I was in tears. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a tough. way more emotional. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a tough. It's a tough act. It really is. Uh, but we do start the top of the act two with a very upbeat song and the introduction uh, to a really cool element of the play that I find fascinating, which is the du- dual characters that these actors play. Um, and the first song is What Do I Miss? The introduction of Thomas Jefferson, played by David Diggs. <laughs> so what did I miss? What did I miss? Virginia, my home sweet home, I want to give you a kiss. I've been in Paris meeting nights. Thomas yeah. Jefferson is my favorite founding father. So I was really... Really? Yeah, so I was really um, worried about the portrayal because I know he's not the hero of the story and I know that he's the enemy of Alexander Hamilton. Like, the whole slavery thing aside, because obviously I don't agree with that, Jefferson has just always been my favorite because of his role in writing the Declaration of Independence. I had a poster of that. I would read it all the time. And just as a creative person who loves history, that is one of the most beautiful documents I've ever read in my life. Aww, cute. I love it. I love it. I love every word. It's poetry. It's gorgeous. And it means so much. (laughs) America! (laughs) You're just going to pop red, white, and blue out of your eyeballs here in a second. (laughs) Do y'all watch Gilmore Girls? Yeah. I okay. have watched Gilmore Girls, but they talk incredibly too fast, and I can't sit through it. <laughs> I don't remember what season it is, but it was uh, Rory Gilmore's grandma is in this, what is it called? Like Daughters of the American Revolution or something like that. Her grandma's in this group, and she oh, has all the yeah, old yeah, ladies yeah. at her house, and they're oh, talking about yeah. like, which founding father do you have a crush on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so Thomas funny. Jefferson. <laughs> For those of you who can't, can't see, been. she's twirling her ponytail right now. <laughs> and not the guy that, like, did bad things. Just the version of him that wrote the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And that meant it. <laughs> Death of the author over here. We're just going to imagine yeah. that part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I will say there is a little cheeky call out in this song about some of the con- one of the controversial characters of his life. Did you catch it? The when uh, just, when Yeah, I, I caught every dig against Thomas Jefferson because that's my dude. <laughs> <laughs> she paid extra, yeah, when, extra when close he, attention when he came on the yeah. screen. And I mean, I can't, I can't he, argue it because he deserved it. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when he goes, Sally be a lamb, it's the mention of uh, Sally Hemings, his slave mm-hmm. mistress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> a risque. A awkward, but you know. Hey, like we said, we're we're not sugarcoating history here. We're you know just talking. We're like it's it's a story, and they're yeah. all very flawed. As a hundred percent, Alexander Hamilton's action. As seen, yes, yeah. <laughs> now I'll say um, that I this is a great introduction to Thomas Jefferson, and as Lauren has told me because we had a discussion about it, um, the song does its job 
of making you kind of sick of him already. (laughs) He comes in very boastful and braggy and just outlandish and over the top. And even though the song is is great and you get kind of like a jazzy what is it like a not a cajuny feel but like a like what well is that's it? what he was trying to go for he was going for that um kind of big band creole sound because of the like french influence that jefferson had experienced because he had spent most of his time during the war in france he didn't actually ever fight and um he was a whole generation older than Hamilton. So this is like mm-hmm. an established man that has yeah. Yeah. lots of money mm-hmm. and lots of education and experience. So he has that like swagger and um, security and confidence because he's he is established. Like he's not this like young kid trying to make his way and fight for it. He's like, and I got this. He was part of the group that started that stuff. I'm sorry for clapping. <laughs> it's just if I wrote the Declaration of Independence, now I'm yelling. <laughs> And I was one of those just handful of people that created a new nation. I would feel like that, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like his confidence isn't well-deserved. He certainly earned it, you know? (laughs) Like, that's another thing that, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Lynn talks about, he's like, he says in some of the interviews that like Jefferson should have been Hamilton's villain to him because in the story, because Hamilton and Jefferson were by far probably the most poetic and like prolific writers Writers, that were constantly going back and forth and calling each other out in the press and hating each other publicly. Like they Mm -hmm. were full on at each other's throats all the time. And their political point of views were just so contesting. Yeah, um, but it just didn't work out to have him as the full villain. It just made more sense because Burr and Hamilton were to have Burr be the villain. They have to do it at and the Hamilton end. Are, so yeah, you yeah. have to yeah. set it up at the beginning. Do, well, well, as we all know, David Diggs has that swagger as we see from the oh, first he, act. It's and perfect he casting. Plays it, it. He just plays it so on point. And coming in with this big grandioso number, you know, mm-hmm. just I'm here, I'm ready to go. They asked me to go, to, you know, to be what was he? Sorry, the Secretary of what? Secretary, Secretary of State. State, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. He goes. They picked me out. I've been in France having a good time. Like, welcome to America. Here is Thomas Jefferson. So it's already Senate approved. Yeah. Like he wasn't even there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So he just comes out with this big song as an introduction and it's perfectly played. It's crazy. Also, his costume, I will just say, we have, Natalie and I have talked to some of our other Hamilton friends that are, um, you know, Hamil nerds or whatever they're called. And um, if we had a costume party, I don't know. I would totally oh want to gosh. wear this costume. Like, this is who I would dress up as. Oh, yeah. His <laughs> that, like, coat? crushed velvet. Oh, oh so God. beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. I would try and rock it and make it modern looking. It's just, it's it's so, it's so pretty. See, I prefer a more dignified version of Jefferson in my head. <laughs> so when he came out acting like a clown, dressed like a clown, I don't know. I was like, ooh. He wasn't dressed like a clown. You better not mess with my dude. I mean, just very, very flamboyant. You know, I wanted to see him more stately. But, okay, 
stately and flamboyance is probably what he was like because he spent so much time in France. Like he was with the Roy- the you know the uh, the monarchy most and of that time. They're all about so flamboyance. Like yeah, yeah but so- he the way he comes out and he's doing that weird dance number. We're not supposed to take him seriously or think he's a serious character that has like America's best interest in mind. We're supposed uh, to be like, well, whoa, I mean, this yeah. guy is too much. Because yeah. he's not Hamilton. He's supposed to be set yeah. up against Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think, I mean, the way the story portrayed him is obviously like that. But I think in real life, if I don't, I mean, I need to read probably a little bit more about Jefferson. But I have no doubt that he adopted a lot of French style. And he probably looked a little bit more, like, trendy than some yeah. of the other Trendy's fine. But I'm just saying, like, coupled with everything else... <laughs> It was over the top. Well, I'll agree with you on that. Yes, it was over the top. And when I, the couple times after I watched that number, I was just kind of like, okay, we get it. Tom Richard Jefferson, like, you're here. You're ready to go. Like, you're tired of him by the time he comes out because he's just too much. Yeah. I don't know. I I gig, I laughed the whole time. Like I was smiling the whole time that whole number. I was just like me me me. Like I was bouncing along. I I enjoyed it. It's a catchy song. I will say that. I personally don't think that he when I was watching it, I understood what Jefferson was supposed to be doing, but I don't think that he was really a um villainous force for him. I think Hamilton destroyed himself in this story. Yes. And I think Jefferson was just like Although that that Lynn wrote to make wrote it specifically to to showcase the fact that like Jefferson was more interested in Southern wealth, which is true to a certain mm-hmm. degree, and um like I, I, I battling against that that banking system and financial system that Hamilton set up, I think that the dignity of Jefferson is still in place <laughs> and still intact. <laughs> um, but anyway. I don't understand what you what do you mean by that? I don't get it. I don't think he was I don't think he was a clown. Like you you okay, said yeah. earlier like he was brought like portrayed as a clown. Like I don't think during the play he's clownish. I think he's over the top, but I don't think he's portrayed as a clown. Okay. Just yeah. Um so I think that's what I mean. His yeah, name. all that was fine. I'm just saying that first piece I found a little problematic because I was like really this is how we're going to see Jefferson. <laughs> Because I know I know he's not very popular because, you know, he's a flawed individual that came from a flawed state system that had flawed economic wealth. But I know he contributed great things to our country, too. Yeah, of course. All right. And we uh, move on. And the next, you know, we they've set up this these new characters uh, Jefferson and uh, Madison. Madison played by Oak. And he is, I think one of the lens, he said, greatest regrets as far as establishing the relationship between Madison and, and Hamilton is that they he wasn't able to show how much of a friendship they had and how big their falling out was because mm-hmm. they wrote the Federalist Papers together, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, they were on the same side. They were defending the Constitution like crazy. And then something happened and Madison was like, "Screw you, man! <laughs> I can't. You like you burned me. I'm out." And um, you know, abandoned ship, at least abandoned Hamilton ship. Um, so we get to the very first cabinet battle, and I absolutely love that this is how they're portraying 
political like policy writing and and basically c-span as a as a rap <laughs> yeah. battle i mean it's so good that's what i mean debate is a rap battle you know like it's it was the perfect way to <laughs> hey brianna we're mcs <laughs> Oh my god! Brandon and I were on were on a state not state winning but state qualifying debate team back in high school. Yeah, I think it was just I think it was just a perfect <laughs> um perfect way to show you know our forefathers debating and deciding on these decisions for our country and also keeping with the overall theme of rap and um fast lyrics and stuff to use. In a cabinet battle, in you know, yeah. a discussion, and and they had um, so many valid points on both sides. Yes. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how anything got done. <laughs> oh my god. There's so many but... decisions that had to be made. Yes. Pretty this, much. This, it had to be just a, a scrap battle from the beginning, like people just going at it extremely passionately and hard for everything that they thought that was right like it, it must have been chaos i mean it it mm-hmm. was chaos like early politics were insane people think it's gotten crazy now people were shooting each other and beating each other on the sin on the house floor yeah. all the time oh my like, god it was perfectly normal <laughs> to get just punched out <laughs> and there was a caning in the in the grand this was that was later on in like the early 1800s but still these guys were nuts <laughs> And probably half of them had syphilis. <laughs> and I'm so glad they were that passionate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in this first cabinet battle, um, they're discussing, uh, is it the, the bank? They're discussing about the bank and starting that? Yeah. So he he's talking about, and Jefferson has legitimate concern because they're not, you know, centralizing the banking system back then looked like looked like just sending money to the crown, right? Mm-hmm. It was just there, you know, people were very worried that a single person or a single group of people were going to be able to control the entire wealth of this whole new country. And so what Hamilton's idea was, was central banking. And, and he, <laughs> he just could not get the people that were worried about their, you know, earned money um, being taken away from them. And as you can imagine, they literally just got out of war about all sorts of things, including taxation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everyone was a bit hotheaded about what. Yeah. And their economic systems looked so different from the South compared to the North. Yeah. it would have been really, really hard to send your money just on good faith to bail out another state that you don't know what they're doing. You don't have any control over what they're doing. So Yeah. It was scary. I mean, everything back yeah. then was scary, you know? Um, and that's also, this is also when, you know, Jefferson calls out Hamilton looking like new money. And he is. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Looking like new money. He's got that green jacket on. <laughs> trying a little too hard and you know and george washington even though he a lot of the times was on the side of hamilton and they made decisions together he's basically telling them look you got to be you know a team player and you got to talk to people and you got to work it out and you got to get people on your side because if not they're gonna get rid of you they're gonna throw you out you know it's not just running up you know to george washington and being like "Ooh, give me this like no you have to talk to people you have to deliberate and debate and find a common ground to get what you want (laughs) 
Daddy Washington. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Give me what I want. <laughs> so it leads us it leads us into Hamilton being really, you know, I have to get my plan through. I have to work hard to get what I want. And then, you know, you go home and you have Eliza telling him, take a break. You know, we mm-hmm. go into the next uh, songs and she's like, you're working so hard. It's like we haven't really had any family time and, you know, talking about her father's place up by the lake and we can spend time together. Well, we missed the very beginning part. The very with beginning Angelica. part where she's singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, she, where she's singing with Philip, where she, she's singing the the piano lesson with Philip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, it's that's important to remember because if y'all noticed, um, whenever he's they're practicing, it's un, deux, trois, quatre, quatre, cinq, cinq, sept, six, sept. And he messes up, Philip messes up on, on seven, sept. And that's when he was supposedly shot in the play, which actually isn't true. That's another thing we can talk about here in a little bit. Um, but so his falter uh, going flat and and that's the kind of indication that he's like, like something's cut, cut, being cut short. Yeah. He, uh, he cuts off on the seven. Okay. Also, it yeah. brings up um, it. It brings up the same kind of counting that we get in the Ten Dual Commandments as well. Yeah. Which and so that set we nof set we nof yeah um that's the uh yeah the last the last bit of ten so that's important to remember that's a little like mm, little breadcrumb um, dang that's so sad I cried through that later yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah we'll get there we'll get there. <laughs> good lord um okay and so yeah then we we I, as we get to back to Angelica and what we I mentioned roll. in the first episode Brianna. <laughs> The comma after dearest. I don't understand why she has to be set up as a love interest. She doesn't need to be. Yeah. She could just be a friend. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know. And why, if we... she loves Eliza so much, why would she write these letters behind her back knowing that they mean something different than what she's telling people they do? You know? Like, knowing she has this thing with Hamilton, why would she send those letters back and forth if she's such a good and faithful sister? So I feel like it just makes another woman look bad. <laughs> For no reason. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's true. And and to be honest, like, I didn't really dwell on that so much. What does it do um, for the story? I mean, nothing really adds more drama, <laughs> adds more. Um, this guy's life is dramatic enough. <laughs> So I'm. It, oh, yes. So Brianna, did you? You said you watched some more documentaries right before we started uh-huh. the first episode, and you and so there because what I've read from Lynn is that they Angelica and Hamilton wrote back a lot, like they wrote each other all the time, and not like Angelica's writing Hamilton and Eliza together. He, they're just the two of them writing back and forth, and there's a lot of letters, like documented letters of them writing back and forth. And some of the phrases and uh, are like in French, and this particular like comma after dearest is what she wrote. He didn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what 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 did you hear about their actual relationship? That because obviously it's the only that- yes, the only evidence I guess you have to speculate from are those letters. Mm-hmm. So why even put it there? You know. <laughs> Because it's juicy gossip. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's so, it's just rude. Poor Eliza. 
Yeah, who no, trusts I her do. Sister. Poor and trust her husband. Poor Eliza. Yeah, no, I, she's the hero I do. of this story. I agree. Eliza I Hamilton. would agree with that. Yes, I agree with that. So, you know, we have both Eliza and Angelica asking Alexander Hamilton to take a break. You know, come be with us. Come be with your family. Come relax. And he just is no, no, no. I have to. I have to. I have to do this. I have to get my plan through. I have to make this work. I have to mm-hmm. fight for my legacy, basically. And if he would have snuck away with Angelica at that moment and tried something, I would have a lot more respect for him. Because, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it shows that he cares about somebody enough, you know? Yeah. But he doesn't. Eh. He just wants everybody no, to just, want him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, if it was actual true love, you know I could get behind it. But <laughs> Unrequited. <laughs> yeah, like, I can, I can, I can uh, kind of groove with that, but... The fact that he doesn't even care whenever she's there. It's like, why did you just waste my time setting up this love story? Yeah. And she it's goes there, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, all the <laughs> way from London, you know, Angelica mm-hmm. comes to spend time with everybody. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm, I have to stay here. I can't come. Like the whole time? Yeah, like, right? You can't take a weekend? <laughs> like how far is this Well, that's place? also something... <laughs> That he, um, well, it's up, it's upstate, and so it's like a, a journey. I think it was like a, a couple days journey from. I mean, think about it. We're in horse and carriage time still, you know. <laughs> like it takes a while to get a mile, <laughs> and um, is that a tweet? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Warren Seuss over here. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and so it probably was if they were going upstate New York. Like that's a long. Tr- distance to travel but yeah he he notoriously never left like new york city Ugh. Um, while he was boring trying to politic which he wasn't very good at Not no. a politician well so then he gets left by himself and miss mariah reynolds comes along bound yeah and we get say no to this you are a man of honor i'm so sorry to bother you at home but i don't know where to go and I came here all alone. She said, My husband's doing me wrong. Beating me, cheating me, mistreating me. Suddenly he's up and gone. I don't have the means to go on. So I offered her a loan. I offered to walk her home. She said, You're too kind, sir. I gave her 30 bucks Which that I had You know, very RB, very sexy very scandalous you know it's the whole portrayal of um mariah reynolds coming in and seeking his help and in they end up having an affair and then uh her husband comes up and was like hey let you know this is my wife and if you don't pay me i'm gonna let everybody know and i'm gonna tell your wife and i'm gonna ruin your life so Mm -hmm. hamilton pays him off and tries to cover it up and tries to get away with it which he does for a while yes he does for a while a very a very I long time heard about this episode um with the history i know of alexander hamilton i really respected the fact that he just came clean you know wrote that letter told everybody what happened yeah that took guts because that meant he couldn't Probably can't win any offices. Yeah. It's going to lose a lot of respect from a lot of people. And the fact that he would just lay it all out there 
so as not to be under someone else's control, there's nothing more American than that. <laughs> well, there's probably a little bit more American than that. Yeah, but also... I'm just saying, you want your freedom, and people were stepping on his freedom, so... Yeah, but also... You take it back. He didn't... Yes, I do respect, like, coming clean, but he also hurt his wife publicly, like, super publicly, hurt his family, like, he didn't... He he did it to where it didn't even seem like he was trying to be, like this righteous man and come clean for everybody. He was just doing it to save his reputation and his legacy. And while I do think that it is noble to come clean of your, of your faults and, and the things that you did wrong, do you like have a discussion with your family, like your wife? Like, did, did he even do that? Which or did maybe he, just... he did. We don't, not in the musical. I don't know. No, I'm, but um... <laughs> so it just, it just makes me wonder, like, did he consult with anyone or did he just write this and put it out and everyone well, found out all at the same embezzling. time? They thought yeah. he was yeah. embezzling. Which... He had all this secret goings on that nobody knew about. The books looked cooked. Yeah, the books look cooked. <laughs> Man, Lauren, are I'm you on a roll? And they weren't. They weren't cooked. <laughs> yeah, no. Hopefully, so, hopefully, historically, he told Eliza first. I would hope. I'm hoping and that I mean, he did. Back then, you were married till death do you part. Divorce yeah. is not an option. Yes, but also so, most husbands had mistresses. Yeah, that's true. Which is also another thing. It's like, why did it? Uh, anyway, we'll get to when we get to that part of him. I have I have that that song like why yeah. the the Reynolds pamphlet. Um, because the very next song after he's committed this egregious crime against the lovely Eliza and his family is one of my other favorite songs. The room where it happens. And here's the pièce de résistance. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played, the art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happens, but no one else is in the room where it happens. I hate that song. <laughs> you do? You... Uh, why do you hate it? It's dumb. <laughs> Wait, why you have to give us a little more than it's just dumb. Okay, I get it. Like, nobody knows what went on in there. But they sing it forever, and it gets stuck in your head. And they keep it's bringing an earworm. it back. And it gets so just crammed in your head and in your brain. And I don't I think <sighs> there's more important stuff. <laughs> There's no there. Okay, so it's 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 you know a turning point for Hamilton because he comes in and he has these conversations with uh, Jefferson and um who is it Madison Madison and um they basically I mean Hamilton basically comes out on top like he basically wins that whole entire thing and so you get Hamilton getting what he wants. And also Burr figuring out that I don't want to be shut out of those doors anymore. I don't want to Mm -hmm. be on the other side anymore. I don't want to hear it from other people anymore. Like, I want to be in that room. 
You know, this is the point where where Burr is just like, I don't want to wait for it anymore. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to sit here. And so after Hamilton gets what he wants and he comes out, he basically throws Burr's wait for it in his face. I like that song more now that you're making me think about it through Burr's point of view, because I see it as progressive to his character development. But as far as Hamilton and Jefferson and like the main story... I appreciated the song because it is catchy the first time, but I did. I don't. I didn't care so much for when I kept going back to it. But I can see it being relevant because of Burr. That makes sense. I also appreciate this song, and it's. I think I like it. The, the things that I like about it are Leslie Odom Jr. and the way that he he progresses through it, and at the end when he's like click boom, and you can see that his character is like decided now. I'm gonna do stuff. I'm gonna go forward. And I also appreciate the little call out to politics in general, where it says, you know, like, no one knows how the party gets to yes. Like, it go, you go, they go behind yeah. the closed door and they do their little thing. They, no one knows what pieces uh, were lost during the, ch- during chess. I think it is something about chess. Um, and it's, I was like, okay, I appreciate this little, very clear glimpse into what what politics are actually like. Not just American, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, you know. Um, and this is the like the fact that Burr finally gets that fire. Like, that's mm-hmm. why one of this song is just is so exciting um, to me personally. But yeah, so then we move on to Skylar defeated. Skylar defeated, where um, Burr decides to take action and runs for office and gets. Um, the Schuyler sisters, their father's position. And um, Eliza and Philip find out in the papers. And they're, you know, wondering, you know, has our father, like, has, you know, Hamilton found out and and stuff like that. And, and we get this meetup of Hamilton and Burr after Burr's won. And Hamilton's really confused because... You know, Burr still doesn't have any stance on anything. He doesn't, he's not outwardly mm-hmm. talking about what he believes in, what he's fighting for, what he's, you know, he just, he saw an open window and he jumped in it. Here's where I think, though, that Burr gets a bad rap when he doesn't deserve it, because we don't literally know if that is what his his mindset was, you know, I'm just the opportunist. Maybe yeah. it took this long. Maybe he had to age a little bit to finally That's get true. settled in what he was yeah. confident in. Mm-hmm. And he finally realized that, like, I can't just sit and chill. I have to do something. And, I mean, being a 20-year-old, even back then, I'm sure was insane. Your brain's not developed completely, <laughs> you know? Like, you still have yeah. a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think this is – you know, the fact that he was able to get this Senate seat um, may, probably, was probably well-deserved. He was very well-practiced in law. He was a better lawyer than Hamilton was. Yeah. yeah. And Hamilton admits that over Hamilton, and over again. Yeah, he does admit it. And so there, he might have just actually been a better choice. And uh, Daddy Skyler was old. Old money, old yeah. news. I think this is probably a good thing that happened, but... Again, he's the villain in our textbooks. That's all we get. Yeah. Very yeah, bummer. <laughs> yeah. And so after Burr wins, we go into cabinet battle number two, which number two. is during, um, is it the, <clears throat> when the French are having their revolution? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. So yes. we have our French revolution 
and they're debating on whether or not to send help to the French because they helped us in our time in need. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, they signed, um, they signed something saying that if, if they ever needed help in return, that we would help them in return. Well, with the, with the monarchy. Yes. With the king. Um, but treaty with the king. So we squeaked out of that one because they had different mm -hmm. people in power. I had never thought about this until the song. Really? Yes. <laughs> what did what did you think like our cuz so I've thought about our relationship with France since I was a kid because of that yeah, Lafayette project. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little bit of a francophile. I like I I get it. Yeah. But what so what did you Yeah, you know. I appreciate it. I mean, um, if a friend needs help, you help them and they helped us. But what but who would they be helping? That's the thing. They would have yeah. been helping the monarchy. Like they wouldn't have been going they wouldn't have been out there fighting for, you know, the La Miserable, like, gr- crew in the streets, right? But we started, like, the revolutionary bug. Oh, yeah. So. So that's what I'm saying. Who who should we have gone and helped? Freedom, if America went to help. Obviously, freedom is a cause worth fighting for. <laughs> well, <laughs> but as a brand new country, I can see how it probably would have killed us if we would have oh, gone yeah, in there with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know, like Hamilton, so I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Hamilton says, <laughs> Hamilton says, you know, for everybody, we got there. <laughs> talks about King King George's head in a basket. Would you like to take it out and ask it, or you right. know, whatever like that? Like, and and you know, Washington comes up and says the same thing. Like, you know, if there was someone in power, it's King Louis, by the way, King Louis. I'm King so Louis sorry. Um, uh, you know. The 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 people the French people are in we're in charge right now like they're not you know no one's in power there's not anyone in the right place to go and help so it's like who are we really helping and they're you yeah. know America is trying to find its way and get it on the right path and you know like y'all said we it probably wouldn't have been good if we went and helped we would have been well as very, morally it seems. Yeah, no, morally, yes, it would have been. (laughs) It's a weird, because it's also that, like, weird, dirty path of, like, are we the world's police type thing? Exactly. Is that where that starts? That's what I was thinking. But also, yeah. This is still a debate I feel they're probably having in Congress today. Oh, yeah. Like, how much do we help ourselves versus help other people? Mm -hmm. Just because we can, just because we can for now doesn't mean we always can. I don't know. It's hairy. Yeah. It's very hairy. And it sucks that Hamilton and Lafayette spent so much time together. And, I mean, it's sad that he couldn't go help his friend. So After Washington is on Hamilton's side, we have Jefferson and Madison and then Burr coming, you know, out of nowhere going, oh, you know, like Washington is it Hamilton's nice. little it pet or nice. you can get daddy to do whatever you want as jefferson says at the end i like this song i think it's a very catchy yeah. like you know we're jealous that hamilton seems to be getting his way because he has washington in his pocket you know and and just the three of them coming together to yeah you know go against hamilton and figure out like there has to be something that he's doing wrong. There has to be something that we can uncover to, you know, mm-hmm. get him out of here. And 
Uh, also, one of the things Lynn said in uh, says that he, this is the song that he probably spent the most time in uh, writing besides uh, Satisfied because of the different type of music because it's swing music. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he's like not familiar with it. <laughs> he's like, I spent the most time trying to figure this out. <laughs> but it's, you know, a nice little transition into the I like new tone. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I liked it's... it. I like the tone. I like the lyrics. I like how it followed the historical sentiment surrounding Hamilton and Washington because everyone just kind of looked at it like, yeah, of course he's Washington's little helper, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like that's how mm-hmm. that's how we got places is because George Washington kind of tugged him along. Yeah. <laughs> and it also um reveals that uh, Thomas Jefferson is is deciding to step down and mm-hmm. run for president. You know, if and there's a fire you're trying to douse, you can't put it out from inside the house. Yeah, I love that. I love that sentiment. Yeah. I think the, that's I so mean, true for the, uh, so many things. The lyrics and everything in this just are so incredible, and the way that they just—I uh, mean, all three of them kind of work through what they should do all together. But Thomas Jefferson, you literally can. Even in David Diggs, when he's playing it, you can see him, his his wheels in motion, his head's turning. Like, what is the, mm-hmm. you know, what do we do here? How do we fix this? Like, they even say, you know, do they, I think it's like, this is not the immigrant we chose, or this is, you know, we basically have someone that we didn't choose running everything. Well, and, and he's obsessed with money because he, he, completely bankrupted all these veterans that had bought war bonds and he invalidated them. And so there are just starving people that fought in the war with him and they're pissed that like they mm-hmm. have farmers and, 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 and other people in poverty that should be being taken care of. And Hamilton just said, eh, we don't have the money to, to, you know, uh, renew these. So they're invalid. <laughs> you can't get your money back. <laughs> Oh Which is gosh. wrong. I mean, that's horrible. Yeah, it's it's really horrible. <laughs> they won a country for for him. He's getting all this power. He's getting all this money, and he just where is he to help him out in his their comrades time high and dry? Yeah. So after again, Hamilton's not getting good. He's getting worse and worse. No, he's getting worse and worse <laughs> as time goes on. So after Jefferson realizes that he has to step down, he's running for office. Um, Washington brings Hamilton into his office and we get into another one of my favorite songs, One Last Time. One last time Relax, have a drink with me One last time Let's take a break tonight And then we'll teach him how to say goodbye To say goodbye You and I It's so good. Talk about this one, Brianna. I'm sure this one was like, this had to be heart-wrenching. Yeah. It was just so beautiful. um, Did Hamilton write his resignation letter? Or that's what they're implying through the musical, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because Hamilton wrote most of what Washington spoke or like. So just seeing the duality of it going from Hamilton's... Mm-hmm. Hamilton singing it by himself, and then Washington singing it with him, and then Washington yeah. singing it by himself. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think- loved it. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Would 10, out of 10, 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> so if I had to put a starting date on the Democratic Republic that we have, this is where I would put it, because 
honestly, it was so up in the air whether or not Washington would step down. The yeah. moment he decided that two terms was it, this is like the greatest. He yes, he he was the general that helped win our country, but I think this is probably his greatest deed, is saying, "I am yeah. not a king. I cannot rule until I die. We have to be." prepared to elect our Show them how to let and go. our leaders. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong, but are the lyrics from this song really taken from the actual historical document? I think some of them are. I'm actually not sure, but I'm almost I feel like when both of them will... read off together that he's reading from... See, doesn't it seem like yeah. it is? So I think that's another reason it was one of my favorites, even though I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. the idea <laughs> of connecting that to one of the documents that these amazing minds put together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wonderful. And also, like... Christopher Jackson, he's just so good. He sings so good. And just like the passion and the the raw, like you just felt like George Washington was standing on that stage, like saying those yeah. words and singing those words. And and um, and then everyone just towards the end of the song coming around him and gathering around him to say goodbye to George Washington yeah. is just is very oh. powerful. It was just, ugh, I cried. I cry. I well, cry almost every single time I watch that song. Taking it back to the Gilmore <laughs> Girls, uh, he's the founding father that most of the ladies in Emily Gilmore Circle <laughs> would choose for their historical crush. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know. The one team that couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know if I have a historical crush. <laughs> I don't think I, have I can a, say that. I have a really, I have a really gross tidbit about his teeth. I don't know if y'all want to hear it or not. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, tell them. We love okay. a gross. Love a gross. They tidbit. weren't. They weren't wooden. Okay. They were his slaves' teeth. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh no. Maybe I didn't want to yeah. know that. I know. <laughs> I regret it. I regret yeah, that. <laughs> so that's a really gross bit. Oh, uh, disgusting. But yeah, he didn't have wooden teeth. They. That's a whitewashed. Uh, tidbit oh <laughs> fun gross yeah yep. anyway gross. <laughs> which is but also that they brought it away because they weren't preserved so he had to get them replaced so they didn't look great they look like wood i guess you could say because they were they didn't look Ew. good in his head that's so yeah, that's it's so real, gross. sorry it's real nasty yeah, that is just vile on so many levels <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and i i'm i don't know if they were from I'm most likely they were from living slaves that they just got pulled out of. I highly doubt oh, he God. harvested teeth. Okay, from all right, all right. Let's move on. Did you find no, that line? <laughs> I can't. That's not. Yeah. Back to the fun musical. Okay, <laughs> pulled out of of creepy history. <laughs> Back into. <laughs> and then we get introduced to the very next. Uh, we get a few more minutes of King George that Brianna didn't like. <laughs> Like, I think it's like two more minutes of his total of eight minutes. I liked he, it. I like, I like John Adams. John Adams. <laughs> I, I know him. That can't be that little man that talked to me. Uh, apparently, John Adams was pretty tiny. Uh, I don't know. But that's just it's, it's one of the things people talk about, that he was pretty, pretty short. He was also a uh, no... Never mind. Benjamin Franklin was the was the amba- one of the ambassador to France in London. So, um, oh, 
something I learned, if you want to blame the unrest on some of the colonists, uh, blame Benjamin Franklin because he just kept telling the crown, everything's fine. No one's upset at you. Everything's (laughs) fine. And they just got more and more angry over in the colonies. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. He was probably, I don't know, that would be really difficult to be in that position. Yeah. During all of this, you know, because if you say too much, they'll just kill you. Yeah, they'll just yeah. Kill you. <laughs> and he's old. He's like, I'm not about to risk my neck for this stuff. Like that was an old. He was like in his sixties. I know. The revolution. Yeah. He's another one of my favorite founding fathers because of his writings. He's brilliant. Very clever. He's yeah. So smart. Um, I think this is a really good, uh, this, when you get to see this part of King George, because he, I think it was syphilis. I think he had syphilis and he's slowly progressively getting madder and madder. And they did call him the mad King. And so his little (laughs) cackles, um, that Jonathan Groff puts in there are just perfect. They are really, they're really, really good. So we get into, after that, we get into the Adams administration where, Hamilton basically is just like I'm done. Like just, he doesn't have a place. Yeah, no, he doesn't have a place anymore. And um, one of the historical discrepancies is that uh, Hamilton and Adams did not get along. Um, but Adams didn't fire him. Uh, it says Hamilton resigned two years after Adams was elected. No, before. Oh, before. Sorry, before, read that wrong. Before Adams, yeah. So before that's yeah. just another little drama. That Lynn yeah. wanted to add in. <laughs> so then um, we get back into uh, Thomas Jefferson and James Madison and Aaron Burr trying to, you know, destroy Hamilton again and throwing him under the bus and thinking that they found, you know. In the song We Know. Yeah, We Know. Uh, thinking that they found something and they go to um, confront uh, Hamilton and Hamilton's like, look, guys, I'm not doing anything wrong. Someone just tried to frame me for some money because I almost slept with his wife. He kind of, Hamilton kind of fudges the truth and saying that, you know, his whole affair didn't really even happen. It's just that he got cornered for some money. And that was that. <laughs> I don't know and, that um, those three people were actually involved in the whole blackmail situation historically did the whole blackmail situation really happen yeah yeah with her husband okay her husband was blackmailing him yeah but i don't know that there was a i feel like they just want jefferson and that group to look bad again (laughs) brianna they have to have a villain (laughs) they're part of the drama conflict (laughs) yeah the villain is hamilton against hamilton (laughs) also that's true and I, but they had, there has to be conflict for the story. You know this. Come on, girl. I know also, that, but I don't, I, the history to me is more important. Fair point. Fair point. Um, and, and we know, uh, the music has like a reggae feel to it, uh, which is supposed to make fun of Hamilton from being, uh, in the, like from being from the Caribbean. That's cool. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool thing. And, and when I first, when I first watched it, um, until like, I think, I think in this, in this, um, this Hamilton book that we had, uh, that's when I first found out about 
that whole feel of the song to try and like make fun of of Hamilton and and call him out yeah. and just you know poking at him and stuff. So I have your historical like people that called that actually uh, called Hamilton out. It wasn't mm-hmm. the, these three guys. It was James Monroe, Fred, um, Frederick Mullenberg, and um, Abraham Vinnable, and they were all senators and politicians. Um, mm-hmm. They confronted him, and then, but the, the he, nothing happened. But a journalist actually broke the story first in 1797, um, and then Hamilton blames Monroe uh, and challenged him to a duel, and Burr actually this broke guy. the duel. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So this is before he wrote the Reynolds pamphlets. He actually, so his he didn't come clean oh immediately. He got his story. He was got challenging broken. people to a duel to prove that it wasn't true until yes. he came clean. Mm-hmm. Well, so first the journalist broke the story. So the, those three guys confronted oh Hamilton. <laughs> then a journalist broke the story. Most likely leaks bet- either between these three guys or the Reynolds, um, the Reynolds couple. So somebody yeah. leaked it or, or house staff. I mean. That could have been, yeah. they have, they, I'm sure they had plenty of staff. But anyway, uh, so that journalist uh, calendar broke it. And then Hamilton challenged Monroe to a duel. Uh, and Burr was the one that prevented the duel from happening between the two of them. So Burr stopped a okay. lot of duels. He, I think this is, there's two two duels that almost happened that Burr stopped for Hamilton. Mm. Um, he should have just is, let him get killed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Instead so of having to kill himself. <laughs> Damn. Just yeah. let it happen. Just do I mean he'll learn his lesson, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't think he ever learned his lesson. No, never. So or at, at least end- through the musical. Real life Hamilton. I'm sorry for saying negative things about you. I don't know you guy. <laughs> <laughs> so towards the end of we know, he basically is, you know, asking everybody, like, look, you know, here's Here's what his truth was, apparently. Yeah. And Berg kind of just goes, well, we both know what we know. Like, you know, if he, you... His, he says, rumors only grow, and we both know what we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of it kind of puts Hamilton into a tailspin and brings us into Hurricane. In the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet. For just a moment, a yellow sky. Where, you know, he brings up his past life again. And and this he, song, wait, I hate this song. This is a bad, this is, I don't like this song at all. I, I have to disagree. I really like this song. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a great, um, I mean, the way, okay, we bring in the stage again, the circle. Um, we bring in many of the props to mimic a hurricane with everything. I'm flying. not saying the the stage isn't impressive. The song, yeah. I'm just like, man, uh, I it's don't the remember the it. So that kind of <laughs> yeah. tells me all I need to know. <laughs> in the eye of the hurricane, there is quiet. Well, do you not okay. like it because of the way that Lin-Manuel Miranda sings it? Is that why no, you don't like just, it? I think it. Because it's I could understand that because his accent comes in a little bit like too much, so I get that. No, I the the staging is is impressive. I just the song for me is just like like it it's supposed to be his his wait for it, um, 
and it's just not there. It doesn't hit for me as hard as wait for it hits. Like it doesn't hit for Hamilton as hard as wait for it hits for Burr. That's just. So I'm not saying it's. Is the theme of this song like he's preparing to blow his life up, basically, with the Reynolds letters? At every yeah, as he's like at every crisis of my life, I've written my way out of it. So this okay. is another crisis, and I'm gonna write my way out. I, I want I want to feel like this in this song. He's maybe debating a little bit on whether to act or or whether to right. to blow over. But if it is, he's not thinking about it for too long. You know, it's <laughs> no, just I just think a moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> just a I think moment. That's a problem. We don't see him yeah. reflecting on his actions or their consequences surrounding his personal life at all. So if this would have been more introspective, like analyzing, why can't I be satisfied? Why is this always my, my choice to get out of things is just to keep writing, write my way out of it. I think I would have liked it more. It would have done more for his character. How many people got caught with their mistresses back then? All of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yes, I applaud him for coming clean, but I don't think that he came clean for a good reason. I think it was petty. I it think he was. if he could do it, he would get he would get the upper hand on these guys. Yeah. And he would look like the 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 person that was true and good and right or whatever. And it's just petty. It's petty politics. Have to say he didn't want people holding it over him. Yeah. And I respect true, that. True, true. On any level. Like I'll throw my life away, but you're not gonna have any dirt on me. Yeah, I'm gonna and do to it control for, my I'm, actions. I'm gonna do it. Using <laughs> yeah, exactly. A hurricane is also his uh, maybe perfect to me sums up his his whole life because he lost you know he talks about how he loses his mother and you know they have an actual hurricane and how he couldn't die from it i think you're right and i like the metaphor and i like the stage setup it was it was nice it's just not very memorable to me compared to yeah. some of the other it songs that we had. It didn't hit as hard. It just didn't. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just. I think this was his Icarus flying too close to the sun. Like, I think it did save yeah. him, but this is his I- Reynolds. So we go to the Reynolds pamphlet and this is his Icarus moment. Like he is like, I can do this. I am so badass. I can do this. And I'm writing this. And I'm releasing it. And it falls horrible. Mm-hmm. And it looks so bad. So bad. <laughs> and he's never going to be president now. Never going to be president now. Never be president now. I like that. That is a bop. <laughs> I love that. That is such a bop. I love when they're calling, when they're reading some of what he wrote and stuff like that. And everyone in the background's going, damn, damn, you mm-hmm. know, like. Angelica coming all the way from London. Damn, you know, it's just God, I hope you're satisfied. Calling him out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Angelica comes in, finally Brie is like, which it's, you know, she's like, put what we had aside. I'm standing by her side, you know, her sister. And now she chooses her sister. Like, cause you yeah. did something so horrible. Could've, she could have been Mrs. Reynolds. In their hearts. <laughs> I mean, that's when you uh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but we get the beautiful, beautiful song, Burn. Yes. Um, so it's very... Which is just... It is oh, so sad. my gosh. And all of this is completely made up because all of the letters that Eliza wrote about this particular situation were all lost after Hamilton died. So this is pure, pure speculation um, that she 
you know, she burned them herself or whatever. But it's just like he, he she wrote herself out of history, literally, like all of her correspondence are completely mm-hmm. gone. So we don't have a record of what Hamilton and Eliza's relationship actually was. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's while a he very was sad song. I like that she's seeing herself as part of history, though. Yeah. Yes. She's. She's at least sees herself um, to be enough of a character that she says she's writing herself out. But yeah. before we really yeah. only got her um, as connected through Hamilton, like she wasn't part of history. She was just on the other side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And a fun little stage fact, little theater fact, the uh, paper is a specially designed paper that she lights to burn from the lantern. Uh, to go out, it burns for like a certain amount of time, uh, a very specific amount of time, and it bur- it burns and it goes out the same time the lights drop on the Ooh, stage. That's cool. So yeah, it's really they point. develop this spe- specific type of paper on um, point. And if you notice about this time, you'll see in the set in the background that a lot of the scaffolding has been replaced by all these bricks and walls because. America is growing up and changing mm. from temporary to more secure and structured and stable. Yeah. Is that another little neat theater fact? So after Burn, we go into Philip uh, Hamilton grown up. And, and he's calling out. This is this whole yeah. section is just really hard. <laughs> it's very yeah. emotional and it's just, it's a lot. And you know, even though Hamilton is a horrible person and he did all this to Eliza, you still like he lost a child. And I can't yeah. imagine losing a child. And it was his fault. He told him how to handle that duel. Yes. Yeah. Instead of trying yeah. to go solve it for him or tell him not to go. Sending anybody to do that, <laughs> tell him not to go. Yeah. The arrogance in that to just think that him and his family were so untouchable that yeah, go to duel. Protect yeah. my name. Um, so this is again where when I mentioned earlier when we they talked when it, um, Set Wheat Nuf is the you know the ending of this song, but it is because earlier in the first you know beginning of the act they were singing their little uh, Eliza and Philip were singing their little uh, piano practice. And he gets shot on seven because it's dramatic. And Lynn says he uh, wanted Philip to be killed by following his own father's instructions. I will say that this is not how this happened in real life. Good. Tell me <laughs> so, how it happened. And the duel actually Tell happened. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's I like it. <laughs> Philip actually dueled after the election of 1800, which is the next song um, in the storyline of the play. Uh, but it it was in 1801, um, and uh, Eaker George Eaker actually they both uh, turned around whenever they counted to ten and stood and looked at each other for like a minute. Because they didn't want to fire. Because they were both kids. They were 19, yeah. 18, yeah. 19, 20 maybe. And, and so they stared at each other for like a minute and like looked at their seconds. And they kind of like talked back and forth. And then after a minute, uh, George Ecker was like, screw this and shot him in the hip. Mm. So, yeah. It wasn't as dramatic as that. He, he didn't literally lose his life because he followed his father's rules. But for storytelling purposes, much better. <laughs> 
He still followed his father's influence of anytime anything comes up, let's duel. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, he's a hothead for sure. Or if you have a different opinion about me, I can't just let it go. We have to fight about it. Like, you know, like. Honor, Natalie. A man's honor. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Guys are still like that, though, which is so annoying. But yeah, it's just it's it's just so sad to have um you know Eliza come in and and sing with her son when she screams <gasps> when she yells, oh my gosh, I've I felt it heart-wrenching. I've it's, had that in my notes literally. I say I get so choked up when Eliza screams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That mom scream just gets me. <laughs> And like it's quiet like getting into the song it's quiet uptown. There are moments that the words don't reach. There is suffering too terrible to name. You hold your child as tight as you can and push away the unimaginable. The moments when you're in so deep, it feels easier to just swim down. Is like one of the saddest songs ever. Like it's so. Uh, One of the things about this, one of the things about this song um, that Lynn says in, in a couple interviews that why he treasures it is he has multiple friends and family members who have dealt with miscarriages and lost losing ch- like a- a children. Um, mm-hmm. And he's had people even come up to him or write to him about how this is the first song or only song they've actually been able to re- like connect with and the way he speaks about grief and how like yeah. how quiet yeah. it is, how, how just sad and quiet and, and still it feels oh my sometimes. gosh, now I want to cry again. Yeah, oh, it's a very it's, it's a very it's a very emotional song. It gets me all the time. <laughs> I I also like the way that he portrays Eliza in this cuz she doesn't forgive him. If y'all if y'all, mm-hmm. she doesn't respond to any of his yeah. Angelica's singing this song mostly, but Hamilton has a few lines. She doesn't forgive him. The last the only line she has in this whole song is she repeats him his first line that says it's quiet uptown. So she like acknowledges him, but she's not forgiving him by don't any they, means. Don't they take? Don't they hold hands at the end? They or do. do like, yeah, they hold hands. Hand yeah. And I think it really it shows Eliza's self selflessness. Like, and maybe she's not really doing it for her. Um, she's doing it more for him to you know she's let doing it for every for all of it. Yeah, History, for the future. For, <laughs> like the. The promise that she made to him. So, moved a little. little, This is where we're talking about. Like the act two is so heavy. Yes, (laughs) it's very. It's it's very. It's very heavy towards the end. And and to lighten the mood a little bit to get into the election of eighteen hundred, I think Jefferson comes out and he's like, "Can we get back to politics?" (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Someone's like, Let's turn what it around. Was that like, yeah. <laughs> I really I like that, was, that. Yeah, like yeah, it was sad. Yeah. Like we get it, but like, can we get back to it? Like, let's get back. I mean, to that's kind of how I felt. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you made me sad. You made me sadder. Yeah, <laughs> we need to move on, please. Yeah. 
So we get into the election of uh, 1800, and this is after um, Adams has run his term, and now it is Jefferson against Burr. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And his little walk, Leslie Odom Jr.'s like just intent he's just so it's like he portrays birds like i've done it i'm doing it i'm pushing myself out there and he's like a little kid going to middle school just so intense like please elect me for student council president (laughs) i'm gonna talk to everyone i'm gonna meet everyone i'm gonna you know everything and a lot of people that he kind of comes across is like talking about how he's so relatable and he's right here with us and i could have a beer with him kind of thing and Mm-hmm. I love that. That's that's yeah. that's one of the way that people talked about like Clinton and Bush about like who would you who would you rather have a beer with, old yeah. man Bush or this new young because guy? Because that's Clinton. what matters. Oh yeah, that's totally that's well. the only thing that matters, Brianna. Duh. <laughs> The uh, the exchange between <laughs> Hamilton and Burr when uh, he's like it, it comes back to Burr sir no, well if it isn't Aaron Burr sir and Alexander and Burr's just all happy and he's like you're openly campaigning he's like yeah dude I'm doing it I'm doing it I I'm sick of waiting for it um, it's so it's t- I like my heart's beating so fast because I know it's about to go <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> But what's really cool is that, like, even though um, Hamilton had all of his issues and the Reynolds pamphlet and stuff like that, like, people still value his opinion on who he wants, you know, who he's going to vote for, who are you endorsing, like, you know, they're still wanting to know. I mean, everybody in the the whole ensemble chorus is like, uh, Jefferson or Burr, like, they're just asking, like, who, who are you picking, (laughs) who are you picking, like, tell us, tell us, tell us. Well, he's the closest tie to George, to Washington still. Like, yes. he's still, so that's his word's pretty important. And ultimately, it comes down to Hamilton saying again, you know, I've never known what Burr's been for. I never know what he's about. He's never had an opinion. But even though I disagree constantly with Jefferson, he actually says something and he speaks out on something or he fights for his opinion. And so... He has I picked beliefs. Jefferson. He has beliefs. You know, and I think once... Do you think there's any part of uh, Hamilton in the musical, this character, that maybe was just envious of Burr being able to move forward, that he wanted to keep him held back? Because they're they're pitted up against each other as rivals or equals throughout their careers mm-hmm. as lawyers. Mm-hmm. So now, like, he doesn't want somebody to do better than him. I really wanted him to I think on some chance. yeah, I think on some level it's probably a deep level that um Hamilton could have been envious of some of the things that Burr possessed. Um you know, he says that Burr's a better lawyer than he is and and but also I think that you know, Burr never matched his level of eagerness and you know speaking out and and you know but then like burr's finally doing that and fighting Mm -hmm. for him and hamilton's like well no like you know i still don't buy it yeah Yeah, he's like yeah Mm, too late to the game i don't know i guess hamilton was just so stuck in his ways that he didn't want to give him a chance lauren telling us that burr was his second multiple times in these duels what did Hamilton ever do for Burr except cut him down yeah. publicly? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if he was his second. He might have been for a few. Oh, oh for I'm some sorry. Of them, Negotiator. Negotiate. Yeah, he def- he negotiated yeah. at least two duels off. Uh, he might have been his second That's a for some big of them. Deal. I'm, oh yeah. So he could have given um, his friend a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Burgett's really upset by the decision that you know Hamilton makes. It's like you never agreed with this man once, you know, and we've fought a war together and we're lawyers together and kind of grew up in this new America together. And you're going to pick someone that you despise and you can't stand and you don't ever agree on. Like his, you can tell in the play that his feelings are really, really hurt by this. Like he's upset by this decision. His face, his face, like Leslie Adam Jr. is just so good. Like the way that his whole just demeanor drops. face drops. It's, you know, and it's just like, it's like he, it's like Hamilton hit him over the head with a brick, you know, just like tore him down completely. And he he's finally. so mad. Yes. No. Yeah. And he finally gets to the point where he's just like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I can't, you know, you keep undermining me. You keep turning against me. You've never been for me. Like, you know, you've never been on my side for anything. Like, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. And that's so when we before get... we get to the next. Oh, sorry. Well, hang on. Ahead. Before we get to the next obedience servant, we have some historical discrepancies um, for the election of eighteen hundred. Uh, the in the song, Jefferson uh, claims that he's not going to let Burr be his vice president because that was the tradition of the time where the second runner up would be the vice president. Um, which honestly, I kind of, I kind of I mean, like I that. Know, I think that makes sense. I know, right? Like, I kind of yes, it would be more balance. balance. Anyway, I'm sure it's way more complicated than than just that on the surface about how things are worked out. But so Byrd did become his vice president. the The slight came when Jefferson ran for reelection. He didn't take Burr on his ticket. Um, so that's when he dropped Burr for the second time. And then uh, Burr ended up running for governor of New York for, you know, instead of becoming the vice president. And he lost significantly. Oh, like, no. Landslide. Uh, mm. So he he's his his ego is a uh, hurting. And mm. this election isn't actually what threw Burr over the edge uh, to go into obedient servant, which we're about to go to. It was uh, a letter that was published um, in the Alban- Al- Albany Register from Charles D. Cooper to Philip Schuyler, claiming that Hamilton called Burr a dangerous man and one who ought not to be trusted with the reins of government, and that he knew of a still wow. more despicable opinion which General Hamilton has expressed of Mr. Burr. What that was, I'm not exactly sure, but this is mm. this is kind of what set off Burr a few years after the election of 1800. And if you want to put Petty into a song, the <laughs> Your Obedient Server is pettiness, like, at its peak. Just, I mean, you're just, Your Obedient Servant at the end is just, you know, like, and just the vibe of the song is like, la-da-da-da-da, like, very, like, you know, kind of upbeat, yeah. and, you know, Lauren put on here, it's, it's a, very It's a southern waltzy. bless your heart. Yes. Yeah. Yes, pretty yeah. much. The whole time yeah. while their conflict is escalating, it's really yes. cool. A dot bird. Yeah. A, a dot, dot ham. ham. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, so he calls them out for the duel, He's and, and Hamilton is accepted, and he is late writing one night, the night before the duel, and Eliza comes down to sing to him and say, you know, 
what are you doing? Come to bed. Come back to sleep. Like, they've obviously made amends. Yeah, she doesn't know. Enough. Yeah. It's She's always enough. just wanting him to just be there and just, like, not worry about everything else and, like, be part of our family. And and he's just like, no, me, 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 me. And I'm just like, dude, you had the life. You had the life. And you were just so concerned about yourself. Well, what's sad is how she's trying so hard to get to know him after he's gone. Yeah. Because she didn't really get to know him during Mm -hmm. these moments when we see him alive. Well, he calls, well, at the end, he calls her best of wives and best of women. Oh. Which I think is really sweet. So. Oh, we get into our last two songs. Which is the world was wide enough. This, so this I is love. The one yes. Where he dies, right? This is yeah. the song he's in. This, this is, is the best a soldier song. with a marksman's ability. The doctor turned around so he could have deniability. Five. Now I didn't know this at the time, but we were near the same spot. My son died. Is that why? He examined his gun with such rigor. I watched as he methodically fiddled with the trigger. Seven. Confession time, here's what I got. My fellow soldiers will tell you I'm a terrible shot. Number eight. Your last chance to negotiate. Send in your second, see if they can set the record straight. They won't teach you this in your classes, but look it up. Hamilton was wearing his glasses. Yeah. This is my favorite. If not to take um, He's just moving through all the previous songs, all the mm-hmm. steps of his life. Flashing before his life, all those moments as the bullets coming closer. Yeah. It was really good. And this is kind of where we get, like, a dumping ground of all of our motifs from the whole mm-hmm. entire play. You know, he talks, he, you know, a line of, I imagine death is from my shot. And, you know, should I throw away my shot? I think he, I think he realizes that, you know, this could be the end of me. Should I be doing this? Um, you know, talking about his legacy again from that would be enough. Uh, talking about rising up from my shot again. We have running out of time. Um, when he talks about Washington, teach him how to say goodbye, you know, and then kind of right before everything ends, he, you know, he says Eliza. Um, and it's just... I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. There is something to be said for, there's a line that says they won't teach you this in classes, but look it up. Hamilton was wearing his glasses. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because Hamilton was a marksman, like a good, a very good marksman. And that is something that people say they're not really actually sure if he wasn't going to shoot because if he was wearing his glasses, that means he was trying to be able to see. So was his intention really to not shoot? Well, because, and Burr goes through the whole thing of like, you know, he has his glasses on and he was a good shot and I will not allow him to make my daughter an orphan, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it, you know, he, Burr still has all that kind of rage like running through him for Hamilton. And then he shows up with his glasses on. You know, and it just adds another log to the fire. And he's just like, I'm not going to sit here and lay down and allow him to do this to me, to my family, you know. And we get a flip of the characters from going from Burr waiting and Hamilton never stopping to Burr shooting and Hamilton waiting. 
Yes. Which is a beautiful symmetry. Yes, it is. Kiss, kiss. So then at the very end, we get um, Eliza coming back in to tell the story of how um, her life went after Hamilton died, which, you know, the things that she accomplished after her husband died were amazing. And she worked so hard and did so much. And, and she, you know, they talk about how, um, she did, uh, I guess was it a monument for all the soldiers. The Washington monument. Yes. Yeah. You know, saying. And she interviewed all the soldiers that he was with. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the lyrics said. I haven't researched any of this myself. Yeah. But I was really intrigued by that idea that she had to go follow around all of these aspects of him to get to know him better and to try to accomplish the things that he didn't mm-hmm. like establishing the orphanage because he was an orphan. Yes. I know. Oh my God. I'm talking about every time she looks into those children's eyes, she sees, you know, Hamilton's face and, and it's just, it's so heartwarming. Eliza was the hero of the story. She's amazing. Do you have something for us, Lauren? Uh, no, this one just, this is just, this one just gets me in the gut. Like, I like, I, every time I watch it, I can't take my eyes off of it. Yeah. I see the, seeing yeah. the whole company come up to her and like finally acknowledging her, um, con- contribution. Cause behind what, what's that classic phrase behind every good man, there is a good woman. And that woman is probably just as powerful and just as intelligent, if not more so. Yes. And I am so happy that she got her time to be able to actually shine because if Hamilton had lived till he was, you know, old and gray, we don't know. Eliza may have never been able to have this opportunity. Yeah. And as sad as it is that they were separated, it's like, you know, sometimes fate has a funny way of making things work out in that way. It's just a very, it's a very powerful ending. And every, every single time I watch it, I'm just in tears as she sings. Yeah. It's so. And she made history too. Hmm. She did. I love it. Yeah. She made history too in yes, her own way. She did. She yeah. did. And it's just really cool. Cause we're, we're, we're making history every day. Each little action that we take. Yes. <laughs> we never know what's going to get written down. Who lives, who dies, That's who tells right. the story. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. What do you think Eliza's gasp at the end of the uh, end of it was about? What do I think? What? What do you think the gasp was about? Close the to close the show. Did you catch that? (gasps) She's staring up into the light. Yeah, she gasps. What do you think that it's? I just thought she saw she's uh, she was on the other side. Like she saw her husband. Like she passed. Yeah, she passed away. Hmm. There's never, there's not a reason for it. Lynn has, did not write a reason. He like he wants everyone to assign their own. Or um, maybe she's about to sing something else, like the continuation of history. Yeah, yeah. There's been people who say that they think that's what it is that she passed and she finally got to see him again. Some people say they think it is Eliza coming in from the past, being able to see her own story told out on stage and seeing the audience. Oh, I got chills when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> Not like a ghost. Like <laughs> I know, but it's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy in a heartwarming way. <laughs> yeah, it's heartwarming. Um, and so there's uh, what was the other one? Um, oh gosh, there's a third one that's really popular too. 
I don't remember what the third one was. But anyway, so there's like everyone has their own reasons behind it all. Uh, and Lynn never assigned a reason for it. He won't tell anyone what his reason, what his his Eliza Gasp is, which I think is interesting. Yeah. What do you think it is? I originally thought what you did. And then the more that I think about the way that Lynn writes and the way that he tries to weave things in, I think that he probably was trying to get at something similar to that second version where it's like she's coming through history and being able to see like can you imagine if Harriet Tubman or if um uh oh my gosh I can think of like other (laughs) women (laughs) off the top of my head it's too late but you know these like great women of history that weren't able to see that they were going to be great women of history yeah you know and then being able to actually see that and see that what they oh did matter. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Yeah. Right? And oh, so I, I'm losing it all over again. That's my <laughs> I new favorite too, there. because I can't even I can't even think about that concept fully without feeling full body chills like yeah. all the way into my teeth. Into <laughs> <laughs> your teeth. <laughs> I love I that. For real. That's amazing. <laughs> She's the character that I was most cognizant of um mentioning her role in history mm-hmm. like i don't i haven't heard the songs as many as times as you have obviously <laughs> <laughs> but she's the one that kept singing about history like in and out mm-hmm. of history so yeah. that definitely makes sense the narrative like she always is talking about yeah. the narrative yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the story of it and also yeah, she was it. always she was always in control of her own story like uh, except for except for you know when when Hamilton came out with that like with the Reynolds family and she didn't really have any choice on that but even in Burn you know she was like I'm making the decision to not let anyone know how I felt like these are my thoughts like these are you know I'll, I'll keep them close to myself and you know to to she, I mean, after Hamilton died, she could have just lived out her life because she was obviously very comfortable, but she decided to do things and to be a good person and help other people and tell the stories of these soldiers. And I just, you know, commend her for pushing forward and trying to live out this great purposeful life. Yeah. She had good and genius thoughts. Shut up, Warren. <laughs> I was saying something really sweet and nice and I see you just laughing and I'm just like, oh, okay, what else did I say that <laughs> no, was dumb was sounding? That. I was waiting to say it. You, re- I heard every word you said, but I just immediately she thought did. of that. She did. She had good and genius She did. Good and genius <laughs> thoughts. Whatever. Just like you, Nat. <laughs> I'm not the greatest with words, okay? It's okay. You're cute. It's, it's very su- sweet. Ugh. Hey, j- sometimes plain simple is it gets the message across way better than flowery flowery language. Um, so what we're gonna do to kind of call back to our uh, if y'all if y'all go to the Zoom link document, I put the link of the the quiz in there. What we're gonna do to call back to our little uh, Twilight escapade of last year, we're gonna go through and we're gonna figure out what character we are in the Hamilton play. Um, I don't know how to find this document. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Zoom It's link? in the drive. In yeah. the drive? It's in the Zoom. The Zoom oh. link document in the drive. Okay. How do... Oh, in the drive. Okay. In so our drive. In Zoom somewhere. No, oh sorry. It's in the document Zoom link in the drive. My 65-year-old lady showing. <laughs> well, got my answer. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't sound very happy about it. What was that one question? Let's see. It's, I think it's, it was she, this one. I think it was this one that messed me up. Oh. It must be nice to have. Oh. What'd you um, put, Lauren? I, I don't remember. Hang on. I've got one more. I put I'm friends. I'm too long on this. I'm thinking this too. It must be nice to have friends. You have friends. <laughs> I know, right? No, I, I mean, you, you. I meant, I took it, I took it in a different way. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Taking the waves like, oh, it would be, it's, it must be so nice to have this. I like, meant, I meant, I saw it, I saw it as like, yeah, it is nice to have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, whatever. It's like, what do you not have? Yeah, that's how I took it. I'm very surprised by my answer, but it, it, the description of it fits. <laughs> I said, on that question, I said an empire, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have our results. Our results are in. So, who wants to go first? The person from the least excited to the most excited, or the most excited to the least excited? I'll do... Let's do most excited. I'll do most to leave. Okay, mine's medium, so Lauren's obviously okay. very excited about hers. <laughs> Who do you think I got? Uh, Thomas Hamilton. Jefferson. I don't know. <laughs> Lafayette. I got Lafayette. Marquita Lafayette. Oh, jeez. What does That's it why say? I'm so excited. Um, which I, I, the first line doesn't make sense. Maybe it does. I don't know. Y'all tell me. You're definitely a risk taker and li- love to live life. Your friends know they can count on you for a good time because you're life of the party. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. that's nice. That sounds good. (laughs) Okay. I got Peggy Schuyler. (laughs) Poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing, though. She was only in there for, like, a song. Um, She died young. Your sweet and easygoing nature makes you really easy to get along with. You're usually not the loudest person in the room, but you still make a big impression. Honestly, oh, I like that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. All right, um, Bree. I'm I'm King George the <laughs> Third. <laughs> you might seem funny oh, and God. charming on the surface, but underneath all of that is a competitive streak and a strong will. As oh. long as people don't cross you, they'll always get your nice side. Oh I Which is pretty true. <laughs> it is very true. <laughs> I agree with those I, statements. These are, I have to say, these results are better than, than Twilight results. Oh, right? so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, okay, take it. Can, do you want to take it again and not put Empire? Oh, see what happens? Sure. Let's see if you get I the same like thing. That was just, pretty accurate, but let me. I shouldn't have said I wanted an Empire. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was picking the things I was picking. I was, I was like, they're going to give me Eliza. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. See, that's the one that throws me. It says, it must be nice to have lots of money, a significant other, zero hangovers. I have a lot of things. I'm very blessed, but I don't I, have an empire. I picked money because I don't want the responsibility of an empire. But if I had a lot of money, and I could do some cool stuff if I wanted. I'm picking money this time. <laughs> Let's see. I'm keeping all the other answers, though. Yeah, keep all the other ones the same. That's what I'm wondering if that did you did you in. Oh, it might be this one, too. It says, you're never satisfied. What's one quality you wish you had more of? Oh. And I said discipline. <laughs> I could do a lot if I just made myself do it. <laughs> yeah, now I got Eliza. There you go. See? <laughs> you okay. Go. What does Eliza say? Okay, what does Eliza say? Yeah. 
It says, you are goodness personified. People know they can rely on your support and kindness whenever times get tough. It may lead some folks to think they can take advantage of you, but that's a mistake they won't make twice. That's a good one, too. Okay, so what if you're you're an Eliza with a George Rising? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think that's, that's awesome. That was fun. Okay, guys. Well, we did it. We made we it made another it almost full half of Hamilton. <laughs> we'll have to edit this down again. Man, this one was longer <laughs> than the second half yeah, of Hamilton. Yeah, I know. We just have a lot to say. By like an hour. <laughs> we just have a lot to say. We did chit-chat a lot at the top. So um, I'm just, if, if there's some missing parts of our conversation, just say that. That's I had to pull some out. Um, totally but fine. we don't know what next week's going to hold. So keep in I, ear and eye out it's a mystery for all of us um yes till then uh give us a rating and on uh, apple i or itunes apple podcast what is it called apple podcast i think it's yeah give us a rating and leave a leave a comment it really boosts up the show uh follow us on twitter at uh pod uh exhibition underscore pod i'm gonna put y'all through this every time or on instagram at expedition pod or send us a gmail at the expedition pod tell us what your favorite song in hamilton was yeah or who your founding father crush is yes <laughs> yes please tell me your favorite founding father crush and if you don't have one come on just pick one. one figure what it you, out yeah it's essential what were you saying Bree? thank you for listening oh thank you for listening especially through these last two really long episodes <laughs> You're really cool. I hope you like Hamilton. <laughs> I'm a convert. And Yay, I will welcome. I will tell I will tell you guys. Um thank you. I the first episode I talked a lot. And um I just really appreciate y'all for letting me rant because I I get excited about things of course, but like for some reason Hamilton is just that level of excitement that I just can't hold in. And it's just a, a lot of knowledge and looking into it and just, you know, being really fascinated about the writing. And mm-hmm. you're finally getting what Brianna and I had for Lord of the Rings back in high school. You're finally getting your moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just been something that's been a real shining light in 2020. And it's brought me a lot of happiness through the songs and the story and the writing and. It's just been something really interesting to learn about and get involved in and deep dive in. And so next thing we know, Brianna, we're going to get role playing letters from from Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> from, from early America, like we used to be in La Florida. <laughs> oh, well, fun fact. When we were all in high school, we used to be queens of different countries and write oh, to God. each other. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, <laughs> It was really fun. Ugh. We had a good time. Guys, in high we school. were. St- I still have some of those letters, which is really cool. That's so cute. Yeah, I, I tell my coworkers the stuff that we did in high school, and they were like, "Were y'all made fun of?" And I go, "Not really. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but not really." <laughs> if we were, we didn't hear it. And you know what? I really don't care if I was made fun of because I had a great time. I had a really good high school experience, especially with y'all being my friends. Like. We just had a good time and we were ourselves and nerdy mm-hmm. and I think that's the most important thing and, and me being so, you know, nerdy, I guess, about Hamilton. It's just if you like something and you enjoy something and it makes you happy, 
don't let anybody tell you anything different and don't let them make you feel bad about it either because they're you know we don't have a lot of happy things (laughs) sometimes and and shining lights are good see you later nerds all right bye bye, nerds (laughs) to the existence of this Existence of this. <laughs>